As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And what's up, Obscurians? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed in the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. Uh, my name is Steve, and with me is a man who's covered in chrome from head to toe, and I mean everywhere. It's... <laughs> It's yeah, hell yes. Uh, so I was telling you off air, you know, I was very so inspired by Cyberforce that I have uh, added a septum piercing, Steve. It's not a midlife crisis. Sure, whatever you need to tell yourself, buddy. But uh, I, su- I support you, chromosexuals, and you know, uh, thank you. <laughs> and you're aggressive uh, of you, Steve. I appreciate it. I know, aren't I? Aren't I? Yeah. Um, but uh yeah so we are here to talk about uh cyber force uh number one is uh what are your memories of uh cyber force uh i remember buying it and <laughs> i remember some of these panels i mean i really like mark silvestri's uh, art style mm-hmm. and uh you know his character designs i like they're they're still like very 90s mm-hmm. but uh they don't come off Quite like at least to me as the direct ripoffs that some other image characters. See, I that I almost feel the opposite. I all right, so let's uh, let's try to compare and contrast Mark Silvestri. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely some here. Like like we've got not Domino. Uh, we also yeah, who's also not, and we have not Psylocke. Uh, and uh, you know what? Let's just uh, all right. Let's just get it to where people can actually see this in, in one second, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's just go dive right in. Feature presentation. Here we go. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right, here we are. Uh, we got a copy of Cyberforce number one, pristine digital copy. Look at that. Not a single blemish on there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we were talking about the uh, the characters before, and uh, man, like I mean, I think I might disagree with you. I I feel like okay, so Mark Silvestri, he's uh, not a Rob Liefeld, who, uh, as you might uh, say, wh- whose art is possibly so bad it's good sometimes, or just so good it's good, depending on what you're reading at the time. He's good. He just has. He 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 has his Liefeldisms here. Right, right. If you want to hear more about our opinions about Rob Liefeld, then check out our uh, Young Blood number one yeah. review. And then he's overall, not. We're both fans overall. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have to make sure we say that <laughs> so we don't incur the wrath of one Rob Liefeld. Uh, we don't want the Levi Jeans mob, uh, <laughs> Levi One Jeans mob here to come after us. And then. He's not quite, he's very similar to Jim Lee, but not quite. I feel like Jim Lee's... You're talking about Mark Silvestri. Yeah, Mark Silvestri, yeah. yeah. He's not quite um, a, uh, a Jim Lee. I feel like... He looks like 
he looks like a guy that would have come up after Jim Lee, like been inspired by Jim Lee. Yeah, that it's, uh, it's very Jim Lee-esque, but not as good for some reason. Maybe, But he's just, like a contemporary yeah. Jim Lee, so it is his own. They, they just kind of happen to both have the same style, basically, or similar. <laughs> and also pick some very similar uh, character archetypes here. I mean... And poses. Yeah, yeah. All right. So all right, let's try to name off some of the characters here uh, on the cover. Oh, by the way, uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to name off Pig Dan 20 who's in the chat he says it's the guys it's the chads um, are you <laughs> I, I like to think he's talking about cyber force like the cyber force chads <laughs> do those even exist and like that and that's another thing i want to compare is like i feel like okay so there's obviously a lot of superhero teams at the launch of image and they're all very similar uh and i'm just wondering okay so young blood is like the avengers like on steroids basically I mean, Wildcats is the X-Men, only they're aliens instead of mutants. Where does the Cyberforce fit in? Um, hmm. I don't, I don't really know, man. Um, I, there's like an amalgamation almost of several of those teams, I guess you could kind of say. But um, I don't know. Do, do you have a, a team that you would compare them to? Well, I mean, I don't really look at... All right, they're the X-Men, but everyone is Cable. <laughs> Like, because they all they're all yeah. chromed up and cyborged out for some reason. I don't even remember. Like, I I think I don't, I, remember, I don't remember why. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And um, all right, so let's uh, run down the team here. Okay, so uh, even though there are more than one female members, uh, for whatever reason, on the front cover, because the the cover to Cyberforce is basically a two page spread or a wraparound, if you will. And on the front, you've got I guess the the team members like before they recruit the other ones so you've got uh much like in young blood there's only one female member cyblade and uh right. then you have uh rip right not yeah. who they're not right and then we have rip claw who is not wolverine or warblade um actually doesn't he i i feel like and i should have like checked on this googled it beforehand but i feel like it ends up being that he's like related to warblade somehow yeah, there's Starting some. Right? I remember the uh, Killer Instinct storyline where it's uh, a crossover between Cyberforce and Wildcats, and yeah, it has a uh, basically Warblade and Ripclaw fight over some girl, uh, if I remember correctly. There's um, but uh, yeah, so there's. Basically, I remember there's like there's actually a reason why he looks so much like uh, Warblade. Yeah, maybe they they came from Weapon Y program, not in Canada, <laughs> but in uh, I don't know uh, Scandinavia or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you've got uh, Heat Wave, who looks exactly like Spartan. My God, even like he has the similar power and he flies. Like, I mean, is he not Spartan? Yeah, he looks. He definitely does look a lot like Spartan, but like. Uh... I don't know, like, like like Spartan trying to blend in somewhere, like because that, yeah, yeah it looks looks like Spartan. Uh, um, I see um, that what's his name again, Pig Dan. He's uh, talking about uh, the uh, Lookwell pilot. Do you ever see that? 
I've never even heard of it, but it's by Conan O'Brien. Oh, it's hilarious. I saw it uh, way a long time ago. But yeah, I'm down. <laughs> you asked for it, buddy. You got it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll add it to the I'll add it to the list right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So. But uh, back to Cyberforce. We um, all right, and then there's uh, Impact, who is your typical strong guy. I mean, we just say he's not Colossus or not Maul, if you will. You mean a truck with legs on it, Steve? Yeah, basically, <laughs> as as described in the book. Yeah, and um, and really the only. T- all right, I guess I shouldn't leave out. Uh, over here to the left, as a giant floating head, uh, not Domino, is um, Velocity. And then uh, she's not a part of the team in issue one here. Uh, she's one of the bad guys, but I know she joins it eventually. It's a ballistic who is like this blonde lady with a glowy cable eye, <laughs> but it's purple, not um, yellow, like I think Cables yeah, was. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, and I can't forget their leader, who I really feel like is the only guy that kind of stands out from the sort of slight genericism <laughs> of Cyberforce. And that's a striker. And that's only because, you know, when, when people usually make like a four-armed character, it's just, you know, two arms on one side, two arms on the other. Well, not striker. <laughs> he has three arms yeah. on one side and just one regular side. Um, which, I mean, if you're a guy who shoots guns, you, you want extra arms, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that makes sense. I'm not sure why they would have grown uh, all on one side like that. But <laughs> I don't yeah, think they, they grew. I mean, again, I'm not really, I don't even remember why everyone was a cyborg in Cyberforce, but I think... Yeah, because they, they're, they're also mutants. Yeah, that, and that was another thing that I was going to say that was kind of a detriment to Cyberforce. Like, all right, so at least, okay, Wildcats is an X-Men ripoff. We admitted it, but... They at least like had like a sort of backstory or lore that made them uh, slightly different. Uh, you know, they were crossbred aliens. Where this is just like, hey, we're we're mutants, but we got robot parts for some reason. Eh? <laughs> what do you yeah, think of that? Yeah. <laughs> like, and there's regular mutants in the world because we see them uh, here that don't have uh, the, these enhancements. Right. It's like uh, way to. Way to step outside the box there, Silvestri. Like, come on. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and that's a reason why I think, I mean, I guess we should probably, like, save it for the end. But, I mean, Cyberforce really didn't last that long. And, and uh, you know, it's part of the Top Cow universe that Mark Silvestri or his studio is called Top Cow. And he's got way more successful properties other than that, like uh, The Darkness and uh, Witchblade. And right. um, and I think those yeah I remember which play being pretty popular were a lot more um, uh, at least the the premises a lot more original than Cyberforce which yeah, is basically you know what's interesting like some of the characters like I get what you're saying about maybe them being a little generic but then you look like on the cover like the the other design some of the other designs he made like for these like um, goons like in these like <laughs> the stormtroopers like, yeah look pretty cool oh yeah sure oh I and I liked. Uh, when you get to the last page, which we will get to eventually, like all the the bad guys they showed at the end looked pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, just to, to talk about Mark Silvestri uh, real quick, uh, as I said. Uh, so yeah, he, I can tell that unlike when we covered the Max last week, Sam, mm-hmm. you're not as big a fan of Mark Silvestri as Sam Keith because you were on the verge of arousal. <laughs> talking about Sam <laughs> on the cusp of a rally <laughs> I was uh I was edging as the is uh yeah 
Oh god, I gotta find that episode. We'll I I tried looking again. for it. I mean, I'll admit I didn't look very hard. I went back like four or five episodes, but I didn't have any luck. But I just wanted to throw in there that Mark Silvestri is was actually born in Palm Beach, Florida. So just because you're from Florida doesn't mean you can't be a success. Just just throwing <laughs> that out there. Uh, to anyone from Florida. Ah, <laughs> um, uh-huh, interesting. And uh, basically, he joined Marvel in the mid '80s after uh, like working a little bit for uh, DC and First Comics, and he was the penciler on Uncanny X-Men from 1987 to 1990, and then did two years on Wolverine. So, <laughs> I'm seeing like a common sort of theme here that uh, you know you work, you know you become uh, made working on X-Men back in the 90s, and then you say, yeah. screw you, Marvel, I'm going to go make my own X-Men, I'm going to cover them in yeah. chrome, or make them aliens, or something like that. <laughs> um, or make their uh, mothers have the same faces as their girlfriend. Huh? <laughs> a la, so, that's a young blood. Uh, right, cut. yeah, deep cut for uh, oh, precious Rob Liefeld, who we would never say anything bad about, ever. Um, we so, do like Rob Life. Yeah. Why do we keep shitting on him like this? Like, we do like him. Because it's, hey, that was a very popular TikTok. We should just keep mentioning his name as much as possible. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, the name of this, uh, the storyline here. Basically, we're looking at Cyberforce number one, volume one, because it was a miniseries first before it became a quote-unquote uh, ongoing. Uh, obviously, the artist slash penciler is its creator, Mark Silvestri. And uh, the writer is uh, Eric Silvestri. <laughs> I see another sort of uh, common uh, theme here. Like, the, you know, he gave his bro here uh, a job. And I couldn't find any other information about Eric Silvestri. He basically just worked on Cyberforce Volume 1 and Volume 2. Um, and after that, he... I, is it, I, I, I have a feeling it's Mark Silvestri. <laughs> just... He's just using, like, a pseudonym or something. Right. He didn't want to be... Um accused of uh you know just having a massive ego so he made up uh, a, a writer yeah it's, um, his, it's the chris Gaines of mark sylvester oh, <laughs> you know that's the second time we've referenced chris Gaines in this podcast history <laughs> we need to cover the chris Gaines album and the whole oh i don't know if i could it was i did, i just found out like there was supposed to be like a chris Gaines movie it was part of the whole thing now that would and... be hilarious yeah, it was either like a movie or a mini series or something like that. But yeah, like about the life of Chris Gaines, like a it's like a fake documentary kind of a thing. I think, right, right, right. Do, but I was so I hooked on heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so um, I imagine that Eric Silvestri and Brandon Choi are all like in the unemployment line together somewhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the inkers were once again, uh, Mark Silvestri and, uh, the <laughs> formidable Scott Williams, who basically inked like all of the, um, like original Wildstorm stuff or not Wildstorm, but image stuff previously worked on X-Men, Wildcats, Gen 13, Batman, Superman, uh, the Wildcats, X-Men crossover and, uh, he also inked the all-star Batman and Robin, which was, uh, I don't know if you remember that, but it was drawn by Jim Lee yep. and written by Frank Miller, which was pretty cool. It was really extreme and in your face, as you might imagine. And uh, the cover artists, of course, once again, Mark Silvestri and uh, Joe Kyoto, who also did the colors. And uh, it was published by Image Comics and uh, Top Cow. 
And uh, I'm just uh, curious, how far did you, um, I know you've said many times that you collected anything with that little eye on it. Like, how far did you make mm -hmm. it with uh, Cyberforce? Um, I feel like I may have uh, bought the entire miniseries, I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I survived past that. Yeah, I mean, I remember yeah making it through the miniseries, and I think maybe some of the ongoing. And yeah, I guess it uh, didn't keep my interest for whatever reason. Um, and uh, of course, at this time, Image Comics was being distributed by the awesome Malibu Comics, and there is its McDonald's lockoff knockoff logo right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought I'd bring that up. So, okay. And I was able to verify Eric Silvestri does appear to indeed be a real human being that was birthed <laughs> by at least one of the parents that also uh, gave birth to the uh, the man as known as Mark Silvestri, creator of something. In Palmdale, Florida. Well, we don't know that that's where they uh, consummated. <laughs> uh, their relationship well you uh and you you know you follow your leads there uh you know yeah yeah cub reporter I'll, I'll, I'll find out uh what the sylvester's where the sylvester's pet sperms were uh <laughs> what <laughs> I don't know. we all this podcast always turned uh turns to uh to sperm at some point um, there's too much too many sexual fluids discussed in this podcast for <laughs> for my comfort to be frank and I know I'm the one that brings them up. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. All right, so let's uh, jump into the comic here. We're on um, page one. If you're following along at home <laughs> and at, at the tone, please turn the page. Um, so it says uh, somewhere in uh, the New York inner city, we get a close up of not Domino, uh, aka Velocity. She looks scared as the rain drops, uh, cascade down her snow-white skin. Uh, she uh, runs through an alley, and then in the caption boxes, you can see the radio chatter of some uh, guys who are closing in on her for some reason. Uh, and then we move on to page two. She hops over a wooden fence in the alley, and we see over to her right, what looks like just a regular hobo, but wouldn't you know, that is Jacob Marlowe, yep. <laughs> the uh, little person leader of the Wildcats. Uh, you gotta love a shared universe here. Um, yeah, I mean, which is a nice little touch. Uh, oh, I loved it back then. It was it was awesome. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, basically, Velocity continues running, and then um, some like stormtroopers or goons, if you want to call them, uh, break down the wooden fence with no problem. And then we see uh, Blue, she's referred to as Blue Leader, but her name is actually a Ballistic, who's like the leader of these thugs. A, as I said before, attractive blonde woman with a cable, purple, blue, purple cable eye. Um, and um, so basically, all right, next page, we've got a Rip Claw um, pulling the old gargoyle pose. He's on top mm -hmm. of a building, looking down, thinking about Native American poetry. <laughs> And watching, <laughs> watching Velocity run from the uh, from the dudes. I guess that was kind of a big deal, or they make it a big deal. The fact that he's a uh, he's a Native American or Indian, prefer whichever one you prefer to be called. Uh, and then he jumps into action, and we get a, a beautiful sort of two per two page spread here of Ripclaw coming down uh, claws. Yeah, I really like 
one thing I wanted to, to, to mention, Steve, e even like this far into the book, mm -hmm. I really like the the layouts of these panels. Oh, by the way, on the um, an OBS, I think something happened to the image. It's like off center now. Okay. But um, but yeah, like and the colors here are like awesome on this panel in particular. Like, oh, I agree. I agree. Um, why is <laughs> I guess this, you know, this always goes back to the. Uh, you know, back in the 90s, people were just sort of designed to look cool. Like, wouldn't you want to be a little more stealthy instead of uh, paint yourself in red? But, uh, you know. Yeah, that, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's going to mess? Yeah, this guy's like, got like some McDonald's colors going on. He's like, make make my metal gold. <laughs> McDonald's gold. <laughs> I mean, but who's going to mess with Ripclaw, uh, I guess, right. uh, when you get right down to it. Okay, so moving on. Um, wait. Did it really just jump to that? Yes, it did. Okay, so now, yeah, uh, those two page spreads throw everything off. Okay, and so now we are in. Um, okay, now it's really small. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, we're inside. I guess what is the Cyberforce Lair, um, even though they don't really um, call it that at the moment. And uh, there's a little boy controlling his um, radio-controlled car. And there is a shirtless heat wave with another dude. They're um, repairing like some uh, some sort of a plane or something. I mean, uh, it, we could just call it not the Blackbird. Bl yeah. yeah, I was going to say not Blackbird. <laughs> right, right. And then heat wave gets a call from Ripclaw asking for backup. And he's just like, you got it, pal. Um, so one thing, this is the beginning of uh, Eric Silvestri's obsession with acronyms. Oh, I noticed that too. There were so many acronyms in this. If, um, if you take a shot every time that there's an acronym in this issue, you will be uh, find yourself at the end of the comic book surrounded by your friends and family for an intervention <laughs> uh, because there are so many fucking acronyms in this. But yeah, it starts off with FDI, the failure detection and isolation. Uh, we also uh, learn about the cybercom which is the cybernetic communication implant. And then we've got COPS, which stands for Cybernetic Operatives for Protection and Security. Like, calm the fuck on, Eric. What are you doing? What are you doing, baby? Yeah, I, I feel like, uh, I mean, you can definitely see sort of like the Marvel uh, uh, influence because, I mean, they went sort of crazy with that uh, back in the day, you know, basically with, um, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, that uh, the stri strategic headquarters for you know blah 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 like yeah. you know there's nothing wrong with with acronyms no no it's fine and it's real life i mean uh, you know even at my job and you know we don't kill that many people we have acronyms <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 so how many people has t-mobile killed I, I I have an NDA, Steve. I can't. <laughs> Wait. NDA is an acronym for yeah. non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> Thank you for explaining the uh, the acronym of NDA. I never would yeah. have gotten it. Yeah, uh, but, but but this is like so egregious to have three of them, three new ones that you've never heard before on one page between just two panels, and you have to explain it in each panel because it's the first time it's being introduced. So I don't know, man. It felt like okay, should I be taking notes? on this yeah yeah it's a uh, it's a little much um but uh yeah we'll get to that at the end of the uh the end of the issue i have issues with the issue so now we are at like a banquet gala there is a blue skinned dude at a podium uh giving a speech 
He's like a uh, mayoral um, candidate, and uh, right. we see uh, Stryker, the uh, aforementioned uh, four-armed uh, dude who, I don't know, kind of, uh, like, if you, he kind of looks a little bit like Grifter. I know, just a typical, like, you know, blonde-haired guy or whatever, but when you add the arms and the cyborg stuff, you know, he, uh, you yeah. can obviously tell he who it is. Own, he has his own thing going on. Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's basically talking about how, uh, you know, this, uh, this city ain't ready for a mutant. So I gotta, he's uh, making a lot of people nervous. So I gotta keep my eyes out for an assassin. And, oh, look at that. There's a guy with a high powered rifle about to, uh, assassinate said, uh, blue skinned, um, a mayoral candidate. And his name is like Perry Bluestone. I yeah. think is his name. <laughs> Again. Like. Whoa. Way to step out of the box there. Uh, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we uh, turn the page, and uh, boom, we get a striker. He throws a, open his trench coat, revealing his uh, multiple arms and the most important thing, shoulder pads. And I love it yep. because yep. Uh, it's showing the shoulder pads reflecting uh, the bullets off of it. So you see, everyone, there's a reason why Rob Liefeld put shoulder pads on all of his characters to deflect yep, bullets. It's for defense. <laughs> now. I will say I notice his left peck is fully exposed. Uh-huh. So as long as, and that's you know closer to where your heart is. So this guy may not have uh, made the best choice, right? Uh, in terms of his cyber implants, mm-hmm. uh, but you know maybe Steve, these uh, th- these cybernetic metallic uh, shields draw in bullets maybe they're magnetized so like the bullets have no choice but to come to them i think you put that's how i would have written it (laughs) you put way more thought into this than one eric silvestri did i I think i mean i i i assume that eric's you know doing this based off whatever mark told him right right of course it's like it's like you work for me now brother (laughs) yeah you do what i say or you go back to your job at the way uh What's like a good uh, Waffle House? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a Florida Mad staple. About it, kiss me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a phrase I saw in a shirt like that was like, sorry to get sidetracked, completely sidetracked, because I need to explain why in the future, if you hear me say, um, if you don't like it, kiss me about it. <laughs> and that's... Uh, <laughs> that's how I end arguments, Steve. There's a shirt that I saw. I was like, yeah, I like getting pegged by my wife. Uh, I, yeah, I love my country and getting pegged by my wife. You don't like it? Kiss me about it. <laughs> it's just like some like you know parody of a targeted shirt. I was like, wow, it's that's that's pretty good. The would-be assassin of uh, of the mutant mayor candidate. Oh, but there's a uh, second gunman here, and uh, this is a uh, I guess. There's one sort of funny little equip here where he goes, uh, so much for the second gunman or the lone gunman theory. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, a reference to JFK, in case you're not a student of history like we are. Um, and uh, then, all right, so the guy, the second gunman runs away uh, into a stairwell where not Psylocke, a.k.a. Psyblade, is waiting for him. And... Um, she like suggests that he puts the gun down. She goes, "I think you should put the gun down." And he says, "I'm not paid to think." And look at, look at his haircut. He's got like that typical '90s like skater bowl cut. And yeah, yeah, he's wearing yeah. a suit. Like what? It's very of the time for sure. And uh, and another thing I'd like to comment. And uh, <laughs> this doesn't really. I don't know. Maybe we can figure it out together. Okay. All right. So all right. Look at Cyblade. 
All right, she's got a chrome, like, torso and legs. And right. then she's got human, like, uh, shoulders and, like, a mouth. But then she still right. has to wear, like, a thong on top of the chrome in addition sure, to, like, leggings and, like, a like you know, a bathing suit top or whatever. So is there flesh underneath the chrome? Uh, and it, I Yeah, I almost feel like these are, like, like, the chrome parts. Like, this is just, like, part of their uniform or something. Almost like, almost like, um, like armor, almost. Yeah, I because think. I think, if I remember correctly, there's, like, a, uh, there's a scene of, like, the cyber force being, like, woken up in the middle of the night. And they show her, like, just wearing her, like, pajamas or whatever. And she's just a regular, you know, human underneath that. But yeah. okay, if that's the armor, why do you have to wear like the thong and like the bathing suit like parts on top of the armor? God, Steve, you just don't understand women. <laughs> you know who else doesn't understand women? Mark Silvestri. <laughs> <laughs> or and Eric Silvestri, probably even well, less. Well, Eric's not designing the characters. I mean, right. these are Mark's creation. Yeah, no, you're He's right. He's the one coming up for the backstories. Eric's mm-hmm. just filling in the words, you know. So, all right, you can just say it's a design choice that it's like, you know, I guess dividing, making the character more, uh, I don't know, divided or more dynamic looking or something. I mean, it, yeah, in all fairness, it would have been pretty bland if she didn't have this fake Right, it would be on. weird, but then you wouldn't, but then you don't have to really do a thong, but I guess that was the right. style at the time. Uh, I mean, I don't, I guess... The question is, you know, if you're wearing cyborg armor, like, what do you wear on the outside? (laughs) (laughs) These are the tough questions that we here at Obscurity Now are asking. Um, You know, uh, these are the tough questions that Mark Silvestri was forcing us to face, (laughs) you know? Well, I remember thinking it back then as a 13-year-old. I was like... Oh, really, Steven? I was like, what's going on here? I'm like, (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I don't. I question everything. What can I say? Um, so yeah, all right. We'll just have to put that on, on the back burner. Getting, get, get, well, getting closer to a uh, state of arousal here. But no, all right. Look, Steven. hey, these questions are tame compared to. All right, this. All right, this is a sidetrack here. Okay, you have you been watching the boys? No. Oh well. All right. I don't want to ruin that. Okay. So I because of the boys, I found out. That there's like a huge trend on the internet where everyone says that, uh, oh, Ant-Man could easily defeat Thanos by shrinking down, going inside his uh, his anus, and then enlarging and exploding him. Have you heard that? No, but it, it kind of sounds sense on the surface. <laughs> yeah, but who sits around thinking about stuff like that? Well, I mean, I wouldn't enter through the anus. But actually, no, that's probably... Okay, so think about this. Thanos is less likely to notice it or to mm-hmm. like see that you're doing it if you go up through the anus versus, say, like his ear or something, mm-hmm. right? He's more likely to see you or hear you, certainly. Mm-hmm. However, Thanos, I can't remember a time where I saw his ass exposed <laughs> in the comics. So, you know, you also have to think, okay... Uh, when is Thanos going to be like rear, his rear is going to be exposed right? I uh, mean, in the buff? You could assume that, you know, Thanos probably has to excrete waste like um uh, Does most... he shit? Do we know? <laughs> we, we don't know. I mean, that's the thing is that it's, you know, a Marvel character and uh, 
you're never going to get a chance to see his ass. The, the, the problem to me with this theory, with the Ant-Man anus, anal theory, mm-hmm. is that we don't know that Thanos even has an anus. Oh, that's a, that's a good so, point, yeah. So there's a leap of faith there that's not... There's nothing in canon that says he does have... There's, there's nothing that says he doesn't, as far as I know, either. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's a risky plan to, to hedge <laughs> your bets on to save the universe if you don't know about Thanos' anus. <laughs> that's... Wow. It, about well, its existence. Well said. Uh, well, I think we just... And if uh, you don't like it, kiss me about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's video power! Uh, wow well uh okay well i'll just tell you that uh in the boys they basically give the internet what they want um so uh you should definitely watch it it's yeah it's on my list i'm waiting for this series to finish Mm because uh i don't i don't trust any of these shows anymore and i don't i I I don't i don't like getting into a I don't like getting into a show that then gets canceled before it's actually finished. Oh, well, I mean, everyone's just uh, raving about season three. And for good reason. It's great. It's Yeah, good. I've heard nothing but good things about yeah. the show. Like, I want to see it once it's finished. All right. So back to Cyberforce. Okay, so basically the, uh, the goon with his skater haircut uh, takes aim at uh, Cyblade and her confusing armor thong. Uh, and then she, in turn with whatever power she has i guess her psychic abilities that she borrowed from psylocke just blows a hole in um in the dude and uh so i think the implication here is that she somehow used his own like weapon against him at least that's what i thought uh no actually no because i see there's like a little swirl Mm -hmm. uh, so showing that she shot something at him but uh, i did actually like um the the little quip that they had uh, back and forth. I thought it was actually pretty good uh, when she says, you know, if you're thinking of using that gun, think again. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm not paid to think. And then she goes, well, then you should get a big bonus for this. And blows him away. <laughs> and then she goes, I thought that was pretty funny. Don't spend it all in one place. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what the kind that of uh, that's the kind of dialogue you want from uh, from a comic book, especially one in the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty nice job, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Maybe we'll hire you back someday. Um, yeah, yeah. Mark's going to give you an extra thimble of water this week. Good job. <laughs> he's uh, he's going to allow you to not paint yourself in chrome for a day. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all right, now, I guess there's even a third. They refer to him as a terrorist. Um, there's a third member of this assassin clique, and he runs out of the door towards his uh, van, which also has yet another member of uh, the terrorist in there. He gets into his his Scooby van, and then all of a sudden a, tra- a trash can, one could only assume thrown by Mick Foley or some other uh, nearby <laughs> uh, indie hardcore wrestling match, uh, hits the van, and uh, we turn the page, and they see... <laughs> it's funny because Impact is the same color as the van, um yeah yeah so they turn they uh hit the gas in the van and they go what's that looks like a truck with legs as yahel said earlier it's coming right at us wait a minute that's what's his name who and then impact then proceeds to spear the truck he basically runs right through it and i guess the one of the guys is thrown from the wreckage and he goes impact because that's his name and uh, and then we move on to the what, what, next. What do you think about? Uh, what do you think about? Two questions. What do you mm. think about uh, Impact's character design, 
and uh, his introduction here. Uh, I mean, you know, for your powerhouse on the team, I think it's a pretty decent introduction. I mean, but you know he's not going to have any problem taking down a Scooby van. Um, Again, I mean, he looks, he's like Colossus with a Mark Silvestri haircut. Have you ever seen a picture of Mark Silvestri? That's what his hair looks like. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. In fact, I was thinking that too. A lot of the characters in the Top Cow universe end up having like uh, Mark Silvestri like hair. Like even the Darkness has Mark Silvestri hair. Uh, So you guys make sure you check that out next time you play the Darkness video game. Yeah. Although this guy's hair, the because Silvestri's hair is kind of straight though. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is straight. Where this guy's hair, it's implied that it's like wavy or maybe even a little curly. He's got a perm. Yeah, like he's got something going on. But you know what? You don't really see that very often, especially in the 90s. So no, no. I'll give him that. They should have I given actually, him a fanny pack as well. Yeah. Some, some well, guys. I actually really like this character design. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the stupid gold gloves over his like chrome thing. I think it looks cool. Adds some nice little depth to it. I like his. Uh, I like his outfit. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I can't remember a lot of green, gold, and silver characters. That's a good point. Uh, uh, it, and it, with gray hair, I think I think he's got a pretty unique look. And I think having him run through a truck is a pretty pretty cool way to like introduce him. You know? Sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, the look, as far as like a gold and green uh, superhero, I think uh, there was like an Indian guy on the original Alpha Flight team that I think had a, a similar uh, superhero look. We'll just we'll have to check that out in the, on the afterwards. Uh, have the, you know, the interns look into it. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> Get our staff right on it. Right, right. So I guess after we are introduced to Impact, we're now back with uh, Velocity. Oh, did I miss it? I feel like I... Oh, no. Yeah, yeah all right. Uh, so, um, yeah, Velocity, I guess she's tired of running. She's uh, leaning up against... <laughs> she's still in an alleyway. Uh, she's like, ugh, can't run anymore, but I think I've lost them. And then she gets a uh, gun to the temple, and it says click. And uh, we turn the page, and those uh, you know stormtrooper-looking goons have their uh, guns trained right on her. I don't know how she uh, was unable to hear them because they seem pretty close, but whatever. It's a fun little, um, you know. I think the idea is that, like, they were there waiting for her. Right. Uh, Sure. I can can believe that. Um, So, yeah, they're about to take her in. And then finally, Ripclaw, I guess he was just hovering in the air as he jumped down from that building, you know, six pages ago. Uh, (laughs) He finally uh, touches down and... um, then he's about to make short work of the guys, and sure enough, he jumps into action. And uh, you know, cool panel. Whenever those uh, you know clawed characters rip up some bad guys, yeah, whether it be yeah. a Warblade or a Wolverine. Um, so yeah, um, he, he might... I don't think we touched on it earlier, but Velocity, uh, her whole power is that she can run fast. Because mm-hmm. earlier in the, I think like the first second page, they somebody mentions that she's. That they're following a target, her moving at 40 miles an hour or something like that. Right. So, But then you never really see her run fast in this issue, which is why I, yeah. I didn't really... I guess the idea is that either she already, <laughs> she's already tired or maybe her uh, powers are, are dampened somehow. Um, but, yeah. uh, but anyway, Ripclaw makes short work of the guys. And then he uh, looks over to um, uh, Velocity he's like, you should have escaped while you had the chance. She's like, I couldn't leave without thanking you, um, which 
eh, I mean, I know they needed a reason for her to stick around, but uh, kind of flimsy, but whatever, you got to go with it. Um, and then he says, you have much to learn about survival, little one. This is no time to be nice. Um, and she, he says he feels great power em, emanating from Blue Leader, a.k.a. Uh, Ballistic. And then there she is. Um, Ballistic running toward camera or the reader, however you want to look at it. And um, he, uh, Ripclaw and Velocity try to escape on a ladder. And Ballistic, she is so good with a gun, she shoots the ladder, causing them to fall down to the ground. Um, uh, moving on, uh, just then a, uh, airplane shows up, <laughs> the not Blackbird or Merv, and man, just like in the Wildcats comic, um, Heatwave flies out and just shoots a random blast, uh, plasma blast down on, um, uh, Ballistic and her goons, causing them to I, disperse. I hate, hate Heatwave's outfit. Like, <laughs> it's so weird, like, I, I will say... It's uh, one of the things that makes it a little weird, uh, but also makes it at least different from most characters at the time, is that it's not skin tight. Mm-hmm. It's like he's wearing like a jumpsuit that's a little bit loose. Right. Um, so, I mean, I guess kudos. It's just ugly as shit. Yeah, it's an like, uglier Spartan uniform, I, I feel yeah. like. Like Spartan doesn't have that ridiculous collar that he has. Um, but Spartan does have like a popped up kind of collar that yeah, surrounds him. Yeah, it's just him. not as ridiculous as his for some reason. And yeah. and this makes in reading this, I was just like, man, did the did the image creators like have any plan at all when they were like making their characters? Uh, like, cause they or their because everyone was like, oh, well, I want to do a team, and everyone was just like, okay, well, sure, why not? Like, we don't have any bosses breathing down our neck. We'll do whatever we want. And then Jim Lee's like, hey, look at, take a look at this guy that I created for uh, the Wildcats. And <laughs> Sylvester's like, well, look, I made one, too. They look exactly the same. <laughs> oh, who cares? Yeah. Let's go with it. Yeah, they got the same type of kind of mask, headgear, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. same hairstyle, kind of. Almost the same yeah. power set. I think the only different, like, I know that Spartan is like a full-on android. Again, I don't really know what's going on with Heat Wave if he's just part cyborg or whatever but uh but yeah i just uh very similar uh costumes more or less uh so yeah so he shoots down and um and then that basically leads a ballistic to call off her team and she looks at uh velocity she goes velocity we'll be back you can't run no you can run but you can't hide from cyber data which uh, I guess is the name of the corporation that they all work for. Like, uh, I feel like there's a lot of there's not a lot of explanation for what's going on in the world. Uh, it's just a lot of stuff that sort of happens. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, basically, Blissing and her team run away, and then now we are. And I guess this is a little bit of explanation here. We are inside. I guess it's a, a high-rise office. There's another blue-skinned woman. I think. Mark Silvestri has a thing for blue-skinned um, people. I don't know. There's, a, I think he's got a thing for chrome people because there's only that two too. blue-skinned yeah. people. You just have to combine, uh, yeah, combine them together. Oh, huh? I was going to say that historic nerd is in the chat, and uh, this is in reference to uh, Heat Wave's uh, look. He said, mm. I feel a ski mask. 
uh, that doesn't go over your head and exposes your hair would just constantly fall down on your face. I mean, at least he's got like the eye cover-ups. Like, the, I feel like one of the worst um, sort of '90s uh, character designs, and <laughs> it's actually on one of my favorite characters, is a uh, the head sock. You know that I think sort of Gambit, uh, you know, pioneered. Where yeah. it's just covering the whole head except for the face is completely exposed. It's like, yeah. what was the point like of what? that? What's the point? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but um, uh, he also said that uh, he was James Cameron before James Cameron figured himself out. And then yeah. about Sylvester's <laughs> session with the blues. Yeah, that that's a good point. Um, so yeah, we're in this uh, office, and yeah, blue-skinned woman dressed like a pharaoh, basically. Um, she looks upon the Statue of Liberty. She says she's the mother of all like the unwashed uh, children um, of the city that no one will take care of. Um, and uh, we turn the page. She's talking to one of her uh, minions. This is very reminiscent of like sort of a Hellspont uh, meeting in the uh, in the Wildcats comic. Where they're basically just yeah. talking about how they were chasing after Voodoo. Ah, I mean Velocity. I mean Jubilee. <laughs> I mean Velocity. Uh, and um, they're like, oh, he, uh, she escaped. And this goes, yes, Cyberforce. Like, they did it again. They foiled our plans. <laughs> and, um, and the person on the screen is like, she's a gifted child. Like, uh, she was starting to show great promise. But then uh, we let her get away. We can't let her join the opposition. And uh, the uh, the thug here says, uh, yes, my domen, whatever that is, like, we'll get her back one way or the other. Um, and then we move on to the next page. And now we're, uh, it's basically a dream of uh, Velocities. She's remembering her um, dad, who's classic dad and a wife beater and a giant yeah. stick reminds me of one mike labasca at ecw one night stand <laughs> he does look like mike labasca <laughs> oh, that's my... a deep cut yeah <laughs> uh yeah but pro... yeah typical uh seems like it's her stepfather as uh, the implication and yeah we're... he beats her up because she went through his stuff yeah basically we're just getting some uh backstory here of um Velocity, and I think it's um, implied, and I think even revealed later that her sister here with the blonde hair is actually ends up being ballistic. Yeah, um, I think so too. Yeah, I think their memories were wiped by cyber data, something like that. Uh, anyway, Dad grabs a young ballistic, brings her into the room, slams the door, and says, "Mommy, tell him to stop, please. I'm sorry." Oh, and you never see the uh, the mom's face, and I think that actually ends up being that blue-skinned woman possibly but I, I really don't remember don't quote me on that so anyway velocity wakes up and i she... i heard it ends up being one of striker's arms <laughs> wow whoa that's very uh david lynch i mean uh um, yeah yeah <laughs> who, who knew that uh, eric silvestri was a student of lynch i like it um so uh yeah she wanders around the uh the not xavier school for gifted youngsters um, she, right, definitely not the uh, the Xavier School. For right, right. She runs into um, Timmy from before, the kid who was playing with his um, uh, toy uh, remote control car, and an older boy by the name of uh, Chip. They basically show her around the X Mansion. Uh, I mean, Cyberforce Mansion, whatever it is. And um, they he takes him takes her to this 
place that has these uh, like robotic stuffed toys and says that he made them all and then also says that he made a chip like he's basically this uh robotics uh, genius and then an alarm goes off a security alarm and oh oh and we can't uh, skip on this uh acronym over here do, do you do you want to take it or should i take oh yeah it? yeah we, we we get an acronym for timmy yeah because he's obviously like a robot or something mm-hmm. and timmy stands for totally independent mobile machine intelligence <laughs> experiment just rolls right off the top that's so lame like why did they he's just I... a he's just a robot just call him a robot <laughs> this is the fourth acronym so far i think unless we've missed any they um, see they were too busy coming up with acronyms instead of coming up with like not a derivative plot <laughs> it's like <laughs> they sat around they came up with all these acronyms and uh then like oh crap we forgot to come up with a plot and that's like hold on and then they open up a copy of wildcats number one by jove i think we've got it uh so uh moving on um basically uh they show some characters looking down uh, targeting the cyberforce mansion whatever it's called and then uh, Velocity yells out shocks, which are um, those uh, troopers from before. And then boom, there's a massive explosion. Just again, just like at the end of Wildcats. Number again, one. another acronym. I don't think they explained what shock stands for, do they? Um, I think it's somewhere at the beginning. Um, okay, so then we just missed it. So this is the fifth acronym. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure out what it is because the, the, in a minute, the issue is almost over. Yeah, I'm so, going through them. Velocity is still alive. She pulls herself out of the rubble and then bam, we get a pretty awesome shot of like the bad guy super team uh, headed by Ballistic. I know the, I think it's a woman. I was never sure that Killjoy stands next to her and I can't remember the name of the other dudes. I really like that um, their big guy in the back with the three buzz saws for, uh, oh, mm-hmm. his name is Buzzkill. I remember that. That's a uh, Buzzkill. Um, I don't remember the name of the other two dudes, but uh, yeah, sort of just a classic super team or villain team just standing there, and Ballistic goes, I told you we'd be back. And that is the end of uh, Cyberforce uh, number one. Um, did you find out yeah. what shocks stand for? I, I'm, I've gone through just about the whole issue so far, and it does not seem like they actually say what they stand for, but we did miss... Um, when the not blackbird comes in and they're like oh a vistal landing right on top of us because that was another acronym vertical slash short takeoff and landing uh (laughs) which i mean that's not really even like doesn't even really work no an acronym no but uh whatever yeah uh but yeah it doesn't seem like shocks is ever nope it's not explained i'm I'm shocked uh no (laughs) pun intended Oh man. Uh so uh anything else to add about uh about Cyberforce number one here? Um I mean I guess we can just go right into the I- I'm shocked that you remember like all these bad guys' names. Uh it does seem like they have like more original and kind of cooler designs, the mm. the bad guy team. Right. Uh, I mean, as I said, I, I really feel like they just sort of took the X-Men and dipped them in chrome. They're like, oh, this isn't the X-Men. It's Cyberforce. But uh, yeah, yeah, let's uh, run the bumper and we'll render the verdict. So uh, newly chromed Yehel Velasquez. 
do you think that uh, Cyberforce number one should be remembered for all of human history, or should it be tossed into the chrome-plated <laughs> abyss of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Uh, I think I might surprise you. I'm going to say keep it. Uh, I actually, look, I know we've made a lot of fun of the writing and stuff, but I actually thought of the three team books that we've read from Image, because we, we've gone over Youngblood, Wildcats, and now Cyberforce. Um, this was by far the best written one. Um, yeah, I really think so. Like, I thought like it actually like flowed better. I like that the way that they introduced the characters' names was not as like obvious. Like, like in Wildcats and Youngblood, I felt like they were like, oh, we have to like say this character's name, and it was just like really felt like shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. Where I felt like it came off a little bit more organic here, in this book, and that is like a huge pet peeve of mine. Um, yeah, the story is very derivative of the X Men. It absolutely is, but I think like it's still like a reasonably well written plot. I like that they don't explain everything up front with what's going on with Cyber Data, and there's obviously like a third group with the Blue Lady that wants it, mm-hmm. uh, wants a Velocity, and then obviously we have the Cyber Force itself. So I kind of like that they didn't explain everything because in a 22-page or 26-page comic book, that would have required, I feel like, a lot of exposition, a lot of telling and not showing, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So I really don't mind that at all. Obviously, it all depends on how they follow it up, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I say keep it. You made a lot of good points there. And, uh, yeah, thank you for that, buddy. <laughs> and uh, you're right. Uh, I mean, the, the plot is uh, everything's all very serviceable, like uh, writing-wise. I didn't think th- it's just not uh, compared to the other books. It's not as memorable. It's not as memorable as a young blood because there's so much like stupid stuff. So Steve, are you telling me with all sincerity that you prefer young blood? You can okay. Somebody says, "Listen, you're going to, on a deserted island. You can only mm-hmm. read two comic books mm-hmm. the rest of your life, or one comic book, and you have to choose between young blood number one or Cyberforce number one." Ooh, all right, man, that's a hard question to answer because I don't really remember uh, I mean, only one comic like just one issue or like yeah one issue oh that's tough well of course i have to go with cyberforce number one because at least mark silvestri didn't do something stupid like making a flip book <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean that's the thing that i think hurts young blood number one uh, the most um is that it just comes off feeling like uh, two little short stories like thrown together where not a whole lot yeah. happens um, I mean, the colors are amazing in this. The art is, uh, is great. Not, uh, as good or as memorable as I would say, uh, Jim Lee or Rob Liefeld. Right. I think like, you know, Sylvester is sort of right below them. Um, but you know, but great anatomy and everything like that. Um, yeah, I, I think his anatomy is great and he comes up with, I think he comes up with some pretty good panels too, like very dynamic panels. Yeah. I really like the panel where... Um, you know, Stryker <laughs> throws off his uh, trench coat and he's got the, you know, the arms there. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. he like wasn't sitting there on the cover with his multiple arms, you know, I would have been really surprised by that. I'd be like, whoa, this guy's got three, three arms on one side of his body. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Um, I do feel. Can you imagine like the issues that he has with his pelvis alignment though with that <laughs> uneven weight? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, I mean, and that's the thing is, you know, a lot of I mean, and the other image books suffer from this, too, is 
a lot of this is just uh, hate. These characters like are just designed to kind of look cool, not really exactly make sense. And that's perfectly fine for a 90s image uh, for sure. Um, they actually did a, uh, when they did um, Cyber Force Volume 3, which was the relaunch uh, recently, they actually tried to have all this stuff make sense. <laughs> like mm. the, um, like all the Chrome was like some sort of cybernetic virus or something like that. Um, and Striker and Velocity were actually dad and daughter. Um, I mean, I don't know okay. if it's the story people wanted, but uh, I mean, I give him credit for, you know, trying to, you know, flesh it Somewhere out. Somewhere Eric Silvestri was pulling his hair out. Oh, I'm kids. sure. It's like, no, no, it's supposed to not make sense. There needs to be more acronyms. So, <laughs> hey, if you save Youngblood, you got to save Cyberforce. So there you go. We're saving Cyberforce. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. that is our show uh join us next sunday where we will be talking about shadow hawk number one and uh make sure you subscribe and uh check out uh check us out on uh, tiktok at reptilian uh, media and uh, join us next week when uh, yahel might even have even more chrome on his body who knows yes yes who knows we'll see if cyber data lets me get away with it all right, well, uh, we'll see you uh, next Sunday when we continue to discuss even more obscure media, only on Obscurity Now. See you next time. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.